Hello, this is Dhyanesh from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 16th of November. India's COVID tally crossed 88.4 lakh or 8.84 million in the last 24 hours. The country recorded its lowest daily COVID tally in four months with an addition of about 30,500 cases in the last 24 hours. The reason behind fewer cases reported in the last 24 hours is most likely low testing. Less than a million samples have been tested since Friday and just 8 lakh tests were carried out on Saturday. Under 500 fresh fatalities were recorded in the last 24 hours, pushing the nationwide death toll to over 1,30,000. The number of active cases remained below 5 lakh on the sixth day in a row. Now moving on to COVID updates from other states. After yesterday's meeting between Home Minister Amit Shah and Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal, Following the recent spike in cases in the national capital, the Home Minister took to Twitter to make several announcements. Shah said RT-PCR tests in the capital would be doubled to over 1 lakh a day and 750 additional ICU beds will be set up at Defence Research and Development Organisation facility in Dholakua. Also, mobile testing vans of the Health Ministry and the ICMR will be deployed where the labs are more likely to be used in the city. The Home Minister also said, that some municipal corporation of Delhi hospitals will be converted into dedicated COVID hospitals. Dedicated multi-departmental teams will visit all private hospitals in Delhi to clearly indicate the availability of beds and other medical facilities. More oxygen cylinders, high-flow nasal cannula and other necessary equipment will be made available to the Delhi government by the centre. Delhi's health minister Satyendra Jain meanwhile clarified today that there were no plans to reimpose the lockdown. Stressing that the third wave of COVID in the state had passed its peak, Jain told news agency ANI, and I quote, There will be no reimposition of lockdown in Delhi. I don't think it will be an effective step now. Wearing masks by everyone will be more beneficial. Unquote. Delhi currently has over 4 lakh cases. Over the last week, Delhi contributed the maximum number of new cases in the country, reaching the 8,500 daily mark. The cases dropped by over half yesterday, however, with a little over 3,200 cases added. This drop was attributed to low testing. Only 21,098 tests were conducted, a third of the usual 60,000 tests conducted daily in the capital since the second wave in September. The reason for low testing was shortage of staff owing to Diwali. The Jharkhand government yesterday announced prohibition on religious congregations and ceremonies on the banks of water bodies for the annual Chhat Puja. This was done in view of the COVID pandemic. According to the guidelines issued by the State Disaster Management Committee, all precautions were being taken by the government to ensure the safety of people amid the pandemic. As part of the measures, no one would be allowed to organize any musical or cultural programs near water bodies during the Chhat festival. In Bihar, nearly 160 tons of biomedical waste was generated during the recent assembly elections. The waste comprised gloves, face masks and empty sanitizer bottles used by polling personnel and voters. The election authorities have relied on an inexpensive but effective technology used to track EVMs to ensure the waste reaches public health centers for its onward journey to incinerators. To ensure public safety of polling personnel and voters amid the pandemic, the Election Commission of India had procured 18 lakh face shields, 70 lakh face masks, 5.4 lakh rubber gloves for polling and security personnel 
and 7.21 crore one-hand single-use polythene gloves for voters to press the EVM button and sign the register. Janata Dal United's Nitish Kumar was sworn in as Bihar's Chief Minister for fourth term today. The event was attended by Union Home Minister Amit Shah and BJP President JP Nadda, but boycotted by Rashtriya Janata Dal. RJD, which emerged as the single largest party in the election, said, and I quote, RJD boycotts the swearing-in ceremony. The mandate for change was against NDA. The mandate has been changed into government order. Ask the unemployed youth, farmers, contract workers, teachers what they are going through. People are upset with the fraud committed by NDA. We are people's representatives and we stand with people. Unquote. In an unexpected development, the BJP named four-time Katihar MLA Tarkishore Prasad as its legislature party leader. This indicates that BJP's Sushil Kumar Modi may not retain the post of deputy CM, which he has held for much of the 15 years that Nitish Kumar has been CM. Sushil Modi has dropped the deputy CM tag from his Twitter bio. He tweeted in Hindi, and I quote, Karyakarta ka pat to koi chheen nahi sakta, meaning, at least no one can take away my position as a party worker, unquote. In another development related to Bihar elections, Senior Congress leader Kapil Sibyl has publicly criticized his party for its performance in the election. The Bihar election exposed the Congress as the weakest link in an opposition alliance that put up a strong fight against the incumbent National Democratic Alliance. Sibyl called for experienced minds, experienced hands, and those who understand political realities to revive the organization. The time for introspection, Sibyl said, was over and it was time to act. Sibyl told the Indian Express, and I quote, we need to do several things at several levels, organizationally, articulation in the media in whatever form, putting up people who the people want to listen to, provide an active, thoughtful leadership who can articulate with a lot of circumspection. Unquote. Referring to the Congress's disappointing performance in Bihar as well as bipoles across the country, Sibyl said, and I quote again, where we are an alternative, the people of that state have not reposed their confidence in the Congress in the manner expected by us. So the time for introspection is over. We know the answers. The Congress must be brave and willing to recognize them. Unquote. Sibyl also added that there seemed to be no effort for a dialogue by the leadership and since there was no forum to express his views, he was constrained to express them publicly. He also prayed that the Congress provided the alternative to a power structure which has subverted all the values that the nation stood for. Think you missed out on the biggest assembly elections of 2020? News Laundry has you covered. Our website newslaundry.com has a wide range of extensive reports from the beginning to the end of the Bihar elections. You can find our Bihar coverage under the NL Sena section. As a part of the NL Sena project, my colleague Basant Kumar brought you consistent and in-depth reports on the social realities from the state of Bihar, from education, employment, healthcare to caste. Dear listeners, even you can fund the NL Sena project in which our audiences contribute to stories that they want to hear. Apart from this, News Laundry's Manisha Pandey also did an episode of TV Nuisance on how the Bihar election was covered by the media. You can also read Ayush Tiwari's report detailing why major exit polls got this year's election results wrong. Also, once you are done listening to this podcast, I urge you to check out our website newslaundry.com. We are a 100% ad-free news platform producing ground reports, podcasts, interviews, videos, media critique and much more. We would not be able to do this without your support. 
So if you aren't a subscriber already, now is the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right hand corner of the website. Lowest subscription starts at rupees 300 a month only. So make sure you pay to keep news free. The Ministry of External Affairs yesterday slammed Pakistan for accusing India of sponsoring terrorism and called it a desperate attempt by the neighboring country to divert attention from its own activities. This came a day after Pakistan accused India of fueling terrorism. Pakistan's Foreign Minister Shah Mahmood Qureshi and Army Spokesperson Major General Babur Iftikhar on Saturday released a dossier as well as what they described as intelligence intercepts purportedly showing involvement of Indian intelligence operatives in acts of terrorism. Foreign Ministry spokesperson Anurag Srivastav yesterday called Pakistan's accusations another futile anti-India propaganda exercise. He said in response to questions on Pakistan's allegations, and I quote, the so-called claims of proof against India enjoy no credibility, are fabricated and represent figments of imagination, unquote. According to Reuters, Qureshi had told a press briefing that Pakistan had irrefutable evidence of India's direct sponsorship of terrorism on its soil. He had added that the proof would be shared with the United Nations. Referring to the regular and recent ceasefire violations at LOC by Pakistan, Srivastava said, and I quote again, Despite repeated calls for restraint and adherence to the ceasefire understanding of 2003 for maintaining peace and tranquility, Pakistani forces continue to engage in providing supporting cover for infiltrators. The incessant infiltration of terrorists and induction of weapons to fuel terror activities continues unabated. These activities are not possible without the support of Pakistani forces deployed along the line of control. Supreme Court Judge UU Lalit today rescued himself from hearing pleas seeking action against Andhra Pradesh Chief Minister YS Jagan Mohan Reddy for leveling allegations against the judiciary. Justice UU Lalit said, and I quote, I have difficulties. As a lawyer, I had represented one of the parties. I will pass an order for it to be listed under a bench without me, unquote. A bench comprising Justices UU Lalit, Vinit Saran, and S. Ravindra Bhatt was to hear three petitions seeking various reliefs against Reddy. The pleas alleged that Mr. Reddy had written a letter to Chief Justice of India, S.A. Bobde, leveling allegations against the judiciary. In addition, they also alleged that Reddy had a press conference in which false statements were made. The pleas were filed in relation to a letter written by Reddy to the Chief Justice of India last month. On October 6th, He had written a letter alleging that the Andhra Pradesh High Court was being used to destabilize and topple his democratically elected government. He had also alleged that Justice N.V. Ramanna, next in line to be the Chief Justice of India, had been influencing the sittings of the Andhra Pradesh High Court, including the roster of a few judges. The Chief Minister's letter referred to Justice Ramanna's alleged proximity to Telugu Desam Party leader and former Chief Minister N. Chandra Babu Naidu. He also pointed at a purported anti-corruption bureau investigation into quote-unquote questionable transactions of land involving two daughters of Justice Ramanna and others in the new state capital, Amravati. Seven people were killed when the vehicle they were travelling in fell into a rivulet in Himachal Pradesh's Mandi district today. The police said another person was injured after the Mahindra pickup truck fell into Suketi Khud at Pulgrat at around 2.30 a.m., 
six people died on the spot while the two injured were taken to a zonal hospital where one of them succumbed to his injuries the police added the police have registered a case under ipc sections 279 for rash driving and other charges relating to causing grievous hurt to any person and death by negligence both prime minister narendra modi and president ramnath kovind expressed their grief over the loss of life the pmo wrote on twitter and i quote extremely pained after hearing the news of a road accident in mandi in himachal pradesh the government is involved in relief and rescue operations i express my deepest condolences to the families of the deceased and wish the injured well soon unquote now let's move on to some international updates the global coronavirus tally crossed the 54.4 million mark a total of 35 million people have recovered from the virus while the global covid death toll stands at 1.32 million the world health organization's coronavirus dashboard showed yesterday the highest one day spike of 6.6 lakh new covid cases over the weekend that figure and the 6.45 lakh registered on friday surpassed the previous daily record high of 6.14 lakh recorded on 7th november the world health organization director general warned on friday that there was a long way to go in getting the virus under control globally us india and brazil continue to be the fastest growing countries in terms of covid-19 cases after case numbers fell steadily in april and may cases in the united states are growing again at about the same rapid pace as when infections were exploding in new york city in late march Brazil's health ministry said it had taken the system used to report COVID-19 case numbers and deaths offline in recent days to protect against the suspected cyber attack. Now for updates from Europe, Britain's health minister Matt Hancock said today that Britain expects to start rolling out the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine just before Christmas if it is declared safe and effective. In Britain, Johnson and Johnson also launched a new late-stage trial today to test a two-dose regimen of its experimental COVID-19 vaccine among thousands of volunteers. Elon Musk's SpaceX has launched four astronauts to International Space Station on the first full-fledged taxi flight for NASA by a private company. SpaceX's newly designed Crew Dragon capsule, which was christened Resilience by the crew, lifted from the top of a SpaceX rocket at 7:27 Eastern Standard Time yesterday. It was launched from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral, Florida. Astronaut Mike Hopkins from Crew Dragon said to SpaceX after an hour of the liftoff, and I quote, "That was one heck of a ride. There were a lot of smiles." Unquote. The Dragon capsule in light of this year's many challenges, most importantly COVID-19, is due to reach the space station after 27 and a half hours aiming to dock at International Space Station at 11 p.m. EST today. SpaceX founder and chief executive Elon Musk was forced to monitor the action remotely after being sidelined by the virus. He tweeted that he most likely had a moderate case of COVID-19. NASA policy at Kennedy Space Center requires anyone testing positive for coronavirus to quarantine and remain isolated. US Vice President Mike Pence attended the launch and said beforehand that under President Donald Trump, America renewed its commitment to lead in human space exploration. American President elect Joe Biden tweeted his congratulations saying the launch was quote unquote a testament to the power of science. NASA is calling the flight its first operational mission for a rocket and crew vehicle system that was 10 years in the making. 
it represents a new era of commercially developed spacecraft owned and operated by a private entity rather than NASA for sending Americans into the orbit. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Last week, my colleague Shubh interviewed the Hindu's China correspondent Anand Krishnan on his latest book, India's China Challenge. In his interview, Krishnan talks about the digital wall of China, why he sees the younger Chinese generation to be more nationalistic, and about reporting from China. Here's a snippet from the interview. I don't think China is yet facing a prolonged downturn, but I think the interesting question would be how would this new generation deal with that? Uh, And I think that it does also strike me as somewhat interesting that I find I'm making a big generalization here and I try to react against generalizations in the book. But broadly speaking, from my own experience, I often found that younger Chinese, those born in the 90s and 2000s, strike me as much more nationalistic uh, than those born previously uh, in terms of being critical of the government, in terms of being very sensitive about acknowledging the mistakes that the party has made. Also, don't forget to check out the NL Hampers, Diwali Se Christmas, Spread the Light of Independent Journalism. It is the best gift to give your family and friends and spread the word about free, accurate and independent news. For more, do check out our website. That's all I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.